we're now going to have our reading. So Farah is going to come and bring that to us. Our reading today is taken from Romans chapter 12, verses 1 to 8. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourselves more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. This is the word of the Lord. Okay, right, slight rearrangement of a few things. We'll take this one out of the way just for a moment. Because uh, it can be a little dangerous. We'll lose this one. We'll move this one. So we'll carefully uh, choreograph this. We'll have that one ready. And we'll move this one. No one saw those, did they? There we go. There's our Jubilee board. What else do I need? There we go. I think we're sorted. Good. Um, I'm going to need some volunteers for these next few minutes. Yeah, I thought a few hands might go up. I wonder if the hands would have gone up quite so quickly if um, you hadn't seen those clues. Um, well, go on then, lads. Uh, any girls want to join in as well? Anyway, there are seven golden envelopes hidden around the building, all right? In, in fact, in this main church space. So if you want to go searching for them, and if you bring me back a golden envelope, you have to do a little bit of work, but you may eventually get a little prize. So off you go. Head to the, head to the four corners of the room. You need to find me a golden envelope. I know it's not the golden jubilee, but I couldn't find any platinum color envelopes. There are seven. I haven't hid them too, uh, you know, too difficultly. 
Ah, oh, is that someone got one? Oh, you got an envelope. Bring it up here. Fantastic. Can I give you one of these cards then? What I want you to do when you've got a golden envelope, there's some letters in that envelope, and you have to try and make them into a word. All right? And then when you think you've got the word, you've got some blue tack to stick the letters onto the card. Got it? So there you go. There's yours just there. So you start looking, open the envelope, see what you can find. Okay, you need this one as well. Where's the uh, slightly longer one? That's that one. Okay, you need some blue tack as well. So you're opening the envelope, you're finding the letters, and you're trying to sort them into some sort of order. So there we go, you need some blue tack as well. There we go. Why don't you sit just over there, trying to find a word. All right, it might be associated with our theme. You've got an envelope there as well, fantastic. I forgot how many bits of card they've got left. Oh, hang on, has someone taken the wrong bit of card? Did you take that from down there? Yeah, sorry. That's the wrong card. Sorry, my bad. Right. Do you have that one? There we go, you got some blue tack? Right, I think there's three more envelopes. Have you got one there? That one there, isn't it? Very good. There's your blue tack. There is your card. So you've got to make a word. Now, how many have we got? One, two, three, four, five, six. We're missing a golden envelope. Can anyone see a gold envelope? Otherwise, this will go horribly wrong. Somewhere. There was one at the front. There is still one at the front. I can see it with my own eyes. I'm looking at it right now. Somewhere over there. Don't tread on it. Ah, oh, he's found it. Good. I oh, know you've got to use every letter. Every letter. Right, you've got an envelope. Let's just have a look at the envelope. Oh, that's good. There's some blue tack. Fantastic. There we good. Some of you are getting there with your words. Who hasn't got any blue tack? One of you hasn't got any blue tack. Oh, you found some more. There we go. All right, there's some spare up there if you need it. Okay, so work hard and you might just get a prize uh, at the end. Well, we're thinking about uh, our queen this morning, aren't we? And uh, apparently she has a net worth of 370 million pounds. Uh, if there's anyone here with a net worth of 370 million pounds, I would love to meet you and we'll tell you about some of the needs of the church uh, just at this time. But... Uh, uh, when she's not living in a beautiful castle, she lives in a grand palace or on a country estate. Anyone fancy that? No, quite happy with a little uh, bungalow in Bromley Heath. Oh, I think so. One of the most celebrated individuals in the whole world. Her face adorns coins, banknotes, stamps in their billions. She gets the best seats at all the concerts, all the theatres, and all the sporting events. I'm just a little bit jealous. She's the subject of hundreds of paintings, of books, of TV programmes. This whole weekend, these whole four days, we've had all sorts of programmes about her and her life. Photographers follow her every single move. People stand or bow or curtsy 
in her presence. And today, hundreds of thousands of people all over the country, including quite a lot of people in Bromley Heath and Downend, if the weather permits, will be holding street parties in her honour. It could easily all go to her head, couldn't it? All this focus on her, all this fuss. But there's one word that I think of when I hear the name Queen Elizabeth II. I wonder what word comes to mind to you when you hear her name, of what she is like as a person. Just, just think for a few moments and we'll come back to that uh, in a moment. Um, has anyone finished their word? Yes. And what is your word? Selfless. Selfless. Oh. Very good. Selfless. I think that's a pretty good description of the Queen. Now, we just need to rearrange a couple letters on there, so let me just rearrange those two. Done extremely well there. Selfless. The Queen is very definitely a selfless individual. Hands down for the moment. Let's put that one up there, shall we? Uh, just there. Right. Selfless. There we go. She's always giving of herself, isn't she? Even in her, what's it, 95th year? She's a real breath of fresh air. In, in a world where there are lots of people in leadership with really big egos who seem to be quite self-seeking in lots of different ways. And yet we've been able to observe, haven't we, how she gives of her time and energy in a real selfless manner. Okay, anyone got another one? What have you got here? Faithful. Okay, hold that one up. Faithful. Fantastic. Well, why don't we put that on the board as well? We'll put that a bit lower down. We'll put that one down here somewhere, shall we? About there. Got me drawing pins. There we go. Faithful. Oh. She is full of faith and she is also incredibly faithful in the way in which she serves our country, our commonwealth and indeed our world. From the very early part of her adult life, service was very much part of her DNA, who she was. A few years into her, well in fact the year of her coronation, she asked people to pray and she asked people to pray that I may faithfully serve him and you all the days of my life. In other words, that I may faithfully serve God and you, the people, all the days of my life. So she's certainly been someone who has been faithful. Okay, have we got another one? What have we got down here? Rooted. Rooted. And it's nothing to do with the former England cricket captain. There we go. Rooted. Yeah, great. Obviously, this line up just there. There you go. Have some pins. A bit lower. A bit lower. 
rooted. And what I mean by rooted is that she is rooted in God. She speaks very openly, doesn't she, about her Christian faith. She loves God's word and she's dependent on him. And that's a real example and a challenge for each one of us as well. So what we've got so far, we've got someone who is selfless and rooted and faithful. Who's got another one? What have we got here? Willing. Willing. Someone who is willing. There we go. If that can go just there, Aidan. Someone who is willing. Willing to give of herself for others. And so on her 21st birthday, way back in 1947, she said, I declare before you all that my whole life, whether it be long or short, shall be devoted to your service and the service of our great imperial family to which we all belong. She was willing to take on that responsibility. You know, it suddenly came upon her. She knew it was coming upon her at some point, and it came upon her that she would be the queen of the whole Commonwealth. And she was willing to take that responsibility. Right, I reckon we've got three to go. Why not this one? What's this one? Humble. 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 There we go. There you go. There goes just there. Have some more. No, you're not quite getting that one, are you? Ah. Humble. There's a, 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 there's a, a verse in that passage we've just had read to us, and it says this. Do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. So despite all of her wealth, all of her power, all of her influence, all of her privilege, we see in our Queen a deep humility. She knows that she's in a very privileged role. She knows the weight of responsibility upon her. But I don't think she ever comes across as overbearing or arrogant. She comes across with great humility. Right, must be two more. What have we got here? Thankful. Thankful. Fantastic. So I reckon that comes about there. And you may need to move that one up slightly. Thankful. The Queen is not above saying thank you to others. She did so after Prince Philip died, didn't she, a year or so ago, and on many other occasions. And she's also thankful to God and lives her life in response to what God has done for her. At the beginning of that passage in Romans, it said, Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. In view of God's mercy. So it's because of what God has done for her. She recognises that God sent his son Jesus to die for her and for us. And she is thankful for that. And that is expressed in her life of service. Is there one more? If there isn't, no one gets a prize. Oh, good. Now, loving. Loving. Where do you think it goes? Oh, no, I don't think it goes quite there. I think it goes in that little gap. You'll see why in just a few moments. Loving. 
We've seen the extraordinary ways in which she's shown love to her family as they've gone through some really challenging times. She's also shown so much love in her words and in her actions. In over 50 of her 70 Christmas addresses, the Queen has called us all to demonstrate love for the marginalised, the excluded and the grieving. And she's just demonstrated that love in the way she's gone about her life and the, and the royal walkabouts and different things, the way she's given time to people. So now we've got the word I was thinking of at the beginning when I think of a queen. Can you see it here? S-E-R-V-A-N-T. Which spells? Servant. Servant, that's right. And we celebrate 70 years of the queen's servanthood today and over this weekend. And her example inspires us and challenges us. Whatever we might think of a monarchy, there's inspiration for us. And our reading, that passage from Romans 12, encourages us to live lives of service in gratitude for what God has done for us. And as I read those verses from Romans 12, I reflected and thought, actually, our queen models that pretty well. And it got me asking myself, how do I model that? Am I showing those sorts of attributes that we've got here on our board? What about us? So let me just reread it, and then you might get your prize you've been waiting for. So let's listen to these words and just think for ourselves, are we living out what Paul is encouraging the Christians in Rome to live? He writes... Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. For this is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing and perfect will. For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts, according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. And on this Pentecost Sunday, we're reminded that it's the Holy Spirit that gives us these gifts and works in us and produces godly character in us that we see in our Queen, that we see in one another in different ways. So let's pray that God might equip us to live lives of generous service to God and to our world. Father God, we thank you for the example of our Queen, which we celebrate um, over this long weekend. And thank you that there's so much to challenge and inspire us as we look at her life. We know she's not perfect, but we thank you for the example she's been to us. 
And we pray, Lord God, that you might equip us by your Holy Spirit to live lives of generous service. In Jesus' name, amen.